wonderful friends, welcome to Fate FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is a program where we're looking into the Bible to learn about what God has to say to us. We are uh, talking about prophecies, we are talking about uh, parables, we are talking about the good news of the gospel during this uh, time, this hour. I will invite you to stay with us for uh, this uh, program. Uh, we are here for one hour uh, long and I'm inviting you to be part of this program today, my dear friend. You can send us a text message to 04888881 and uh, you can send us a comment or a prayer request, a thought. Whatever uh, you like to share with us, we are here and happy to uh, share with you and to share with other listeners your thoughts. Please uh, have this number saved because we are going to come a little bit uh, later uh, with the offer which we have for you today. A wonderful uh, book. Again, the number is 04 And you may just want to send us a text message to this number and uh, telling us uh, where are you listening from and uh, uh, how is the weather there and... Uh, Just, yeah, just let us know because we'll uh, really enjoy to hear from you. But I would like to say hello to our uh, co-host uh, here in the studio today, and this is Tracy Papandreou. Good to have you with us, Tracy. Thanks, Nick. Hi, and hi to all the listeners. Nice to be at the end of the week. Time for a nice rest. Absolutely right. But uh, we are here to... Um, to talk today about something very uh, beautiful because, you know, sometimes we dig into the Bible and there are uh, topics which we love to uh, to look at, you know, uh, and can be sometimes difficult, you know, a bit more challenging topics. But this week, actually, we look at something very special, a little bit more familiar to m many people, you know, the parables of Jesus Christ. And it's interesting that... Um, the theme we, as we put together uh, this week the radical teachings in the parables of Christ that uh, that's our theme and we'll actually look into this even uh, next week uh, with a few more uh, parables but um, today um, uh, we are going to uh, look at this uh, question uh, Tracy um Parable of the, the leaven, you know, and what that means mm. from a spiritual point of view. We are going to talk a little bit more about that, but just as the week uh, progressed, you know, and uh, we already looked at uh, some of the parables like um, the lost sheep and uh, the, the parable of the lost coin. Um, and then uh, another one was uh, the prodigal son. Very good one. I love that always. Uh, I find myself many times into the, that picture. Uh, <laughs> then the uh, parable of the unmerciful debtor. And um, just the other day, uh, uh, Fabiano and uh, Hugh, they were talking about uh, the parable of the hidden treasure. And... Um, Uh, pearl, you know, the, the great price which was paid for that. But yeah, today we are going to uh, look at this uh, parable of the uh, the leaven. Now, um, I would like to actually uh, connect today um, with uh, our friend, 
David Lima from uh, Family Voice Australia. Um, fortunately, he couldn't come with us uh, in the studio, but we'll try to see if uh, if he's online. Uh, let's see if uh, we can get him, um, and we'll ring him right now. And we'll take just a few moments to see if he's picking the pick up the phone. Hey, David, how are you? Good back. Well, it's good to have you with us, David. Uh, uh, I was just um, uh, taking a risk today, not uh, calling you before the program, and uh, thought, let's see if David uh, is still uh, listening to us and ready to come with us uh, for a little bit of time at the beginning of this program. But yeah, yeah it's good to have you with us, David. Thank you, Nick, very much. Now, how was your week, David? And where are you fr- uh, now calling, I mean, or answering uh, the call? Yes, I am in the little town of Butte in South Australia. Okay. Where is that? Uh, it's uh, on the coast, on the coast, really, um, past Port Wakefield before... Um, okay. Uh, uh, Anderson? Uh, yeah. Yeah, before Port Perry. <laughs> right, all right, okay, no, that's good. Well, we may have some listeners uh, from there. We'll say hello to to those people. But um, David, while I'm having you at the beginning, I know that uh, you may not be able to stay with us probably for the full hour today. Um, anything we'd like to share with us? Anything again in the pub line before I will come to a little article to talk to you and uh, Tracy? Yes, indeed. Well, a couple of points. Firstly, uh, we'll start with what's uh, most challenging, I think, and that is that there is a Senate inquiry happening uh, currently, and it's looking into a proposal to make it a requirement that there be some medical assistance provided to babies who have survived abortion. Mm. So yesterday I was pleased to have addressed the committee, which was meeting in Canberra, uh, although I did so remotely, and I was able to share with them the story of a nurse who some years ago uh, had received a little boy who had been had been delivered uh, really through cesarean section or hysterotomy, mm-hmm. um, and then was placed in a in a metal dish so that he would just die uh, mm-hmm. because uh, he, he was not he was not wanted and uh, but he wouldn't die and uh, the longer they left him the more he. He kept not dying, and so they revived him, and as far as he knows, he, he grew up into manhood. So it's just the most appalling situation that we have um, a number of children, uh, perhaps one every two weeks in Australia that survives abortion and is left to die uh, in, in a kidney dish instead of being revived and cared for. So uh, it was a pleasure to have spoken on that yesterday. And the other matter of concern currently, of course, a little more positive on this one, is that this weekend, or the Monday at least, for most states of Australia is the King's birthday. Mm-hmm. So uh, looking forward to celebrating that. And that takes us back really to 1788, to the, the, the oldest and first public holiday in Australia, which was in fact the birthday of King George III. And that was a day of not only honouring the king, but it was also a day of forgiveness. And so the governor was able to extend forgiveness to a number of the people who had offended. Mm. And so that's a remarkable development. And of course, uh, the king's birthday, and this is true also of Australia Day, 
as a day for the distribution of honours within the Order of Australia. So on Monday, I'll be looking forward to reading my newspaper uh, to see who has been honoured on that day. So it's a day not only for the King, but it's also a day to honour those who have excelled in whatever field of endeavour they might put their hands in. So I think it's a very important day. It really needs to be restored to our culture. This, of course, is the first King's birthday since 1951, so we're sort of getting our heads around uh, the, the phrase King's birthday. And it's a public holiday in every state except for Queensland and Western Australia. They like to have the King's birthday later on in the year. So I'm really looking forward to this Monday. All right. Well, uh, and I believe many Australians they are looking forward even uh, for the for the fact that it's a, a public holiday and uh, they have a, a day uh, off uh, from work. But yeah, it's good to know yeah. um, and to um, to connect, you know, these uh, dates mm-hmm. uh, because yeah, many people and in my case, for example, uh, when I came to Australia, uh, many times I didn't know what's this day for, you know, what this stands mm-hmm. for, and yeah, it's good to to know the history. Uh, behind and we obviously even through this channel we wishing happy birthday to the king <laughs> if he's <laughs> hearing us <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> most unlikely his yes, real birthday is in november of course mm-hmm. but uh, oh yeah oh you never know i mean you can listen online anywhere in the world yeah. and um yeah we wish his majesty every blessing of course we're, we're instructed biblically to pray for kings And all those in authority. So yeah. our prayer, our prayer is the old song goes: "Is uh, God save our gracious King." Mm. Well, thank you, David, yeah, for sharing with us. Uh, Tracy, you may have a thought on uh, this. Yeah, just before we move on, I wanted to ask David. So, um, again, we need to remind our listeners to be praying over that Senate inquiry situation. Um, just ask, just wondering, David, is there a rough date by when a decision is to be made? No. Uh, the, the story with private members' bills in distinction from government bills, is that they're really in the hand of the mover of the bill and uh, will firstly have to await the findings of the inquiry. So I would imagine in some months' time, perhaps three or four months' time, the senators will have considered the evidence presented at hearings which are occurring at the moment and they'll consider their verdict, make a recommendation to their colleagues and then uh, it's up to the mover of the of the bill to advance it and to, and to see whether there is an appetite for this excellent pro-life reform. Mm, okay, well, again, as, as I did last week, just invite our listeners to keep that situation in prayer. I think it's in, an important one. Yeah, thank you, yes. Tracy, for um, yeah for mentioning that. Well, uh, David, I'm not sure uh, if you heard us uh, when we uh, opened this, uh, you know, uh, program. Uh, we are talking today about the radical teachings in the parables of Christ, and um, today we have a very interesting one talking about the unleavened, uh, uh, or how we, how it's called that. Um, Uh, yeah, the, the leaven. The leaven, the leaven, yeah. Uh, I was thinking the unleavened bread because that's very important too because Israelites, they used to have feasts in regard to unleavened bread uh, and yes. not to eat the bread with leaven. Uh, but I'm looking at a, a, an article today, David. I'm not sure if you were able to look at this, um, but 
it says here missionaries report seeing Muslims coming to Christ after dreaming about Jesus. Yes. Now, yes. Jesus speaks in various ways to um, people to reveal the truth, to reveal his, um, you know, plan of salvation. And sometimes he talked to parables. And even the disciples, they were a little bit concerned. Why is he talking in parables? Why he's not talking just directly to people? But Jesus yeah. have his own way to reach out to every single person. And now, uh, you know, Muslims are reached out even through dreams. Because you yes. may not be able to broadcast in some of those countries or, or share uh, the good news about Jesus. But Jesus is not limited. I mean, uh, there. Jesus have various yes. ways. And I'm, I was very pleased to see in this article that uh, this missionary is going around and, you know, uh, collecting some uh, of those stories. I will just like yes. to share uh, maybe a couple of uh, uh, sentences here. It's saying uh, that a woman had left the Muslim faith, but she was uh, full uh, of hatred and suspicion of Christians. You see, which that quite often, you know, when um, you have differences like that, yeah, you, you, you look down to other people, other religions, and so on and so forth. And she didn't know what to do. But she asked God for help. And this is the very good thing, you know, because we can just close our eyes or you can go behind the door somewhere, you know, in your uh, private room and just talk to God. And she asked for help. And she said, one night she had a dream where she saw a shepherd walking about an empty tomb with a staff. The shepherd walked around it uh, a few times and then he headed directly towards the woman. He had a, a loaf of bread in his hands. I'm not sure if it was uh, a, a, an unleavened bread, but uh, probably it was, and which he broke. He broke and he offered to her and he said, Jesus says, take it. This is my body. Now, I believe this woman was very, you know, interested in this. And um, the, um, uh, the author of, the, of this article, uh, it says, or actually the missionary who, who reports about, says that um, this woman accepted Jesus as her Savior. And she prayed, uh, Jesus, if you are the real God, I want to see you. <laughs> you know, very bold. And you know, um, later, uh, when she, where she, she was standing her ship in the desert, um, she came across, uh, across a pool of water. And when she was bend, bending down to drink, she looked into the water and she saw in the reflection of that um, water a massive man standing behind her. He held a shepherd's staff. I believe that was familiar to the woman because she saw that before. And he was smiling. Then she turned around, but when she turned around to look behind her, there was nobody there. Then she again turned back to drink more water, and in the reflection of the water, again was this huge image of, uh, of this uh, shepherd. And uh, this woman... Uh, you know, uh, 
went home and uh, when she went home um, her mother who was bound to a chair I mean she was uh, crippled um, she was able to stand up and walk and the sister threw up her hands in uh, in the air you know and uh, shouted Jesus Jesus I believe I believe what an amazing story you mm. know to look at uh, this um, um, kind of interaction if you like with the god any thoughts uh, david and then i will come to tracy also in regard to stories like this are they happening around uh, a bit uh, you travel a, a lot i know david but yeah what's your opinion it is certainly the case that god is speaking to islamic people through dreams and visions and we shouldn't be surprised by this of course because the bible is full of references to dreams and visions We think of uh, Joseph in the Old Testament. He had these dreams. Jacob had a dream. And then God can speak not only to his people through dreams and visions, but even to pagans. And so, of course, he's famously spoke to the Pharaoh, uh, and the dream was interpreted by Joseph. And then later he spoke to Nebuchadnezzar, and that dream was interpreted by Daniel. And then in the New Testament, the promise is given that uh, your, your young men will visions and your old men will dream dreams, uh, both uh, young and old and male and female will have these revelations, so we shouldn't be surprised. And also in the New Testament, this is often overlooked, but uh, the wife of Pontius Pilate, uh, her name, uh, if I could just remember for a moment, it's uh, Claudia Procula. Mm-hmm. She was a granddaughter, granddaughter of Augustus who married the, uh, Pontius Pilate. She had a, a nightmare and, and was able to say to her husband, uh, have nothing to do with this righteous man for I've suffered much in a dream concerning him. So she was able, it was revealed to her that Jesus was righteous. Indeed, indeed. I like that uh, story, David. Um, and um, this man, unfortunately, he was not bold enough to stand for that. You know, he was trying to just uh, clean his hands, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. But you're right, actually, if he would have uh, 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 think over it a bit more and uh, mm-hmm. reflect on that who's this man yeah. he, who stands in front of him um, yeah. yeah but you know uh, we know that uh, this this was uh, in God's plan in many aspects but that man could have been saved even himself yes. having this revelation and that's You're one right. of the things which I like to point out this through the story of this uh, woman um, that Jesus may use different means to reveal himself to uh, to us the problem is with us are we paying attention are we responding back are we yes, ready and, to and yeah ready to uh, even go sometime like this lady you know uh, uh, being uh, rejected probably even by her community you know uh, that's a normal i mean a very common thing in the muslim world when somebody's um, talking about uh, becoming a christian definitely they will be cut off in many aspects and unfortunately you know sometime even losing their lives for that uh, but yeah, i think this is very important for um, today's uh, topic which we have that jesus is um, teaching us in various ways, even through yes, the parables, and dreams, and exactly. yeah. Now, thank you for sharing, uh, David, on uh, on that a bit more. Uh, Tracy, any thoughts? Yeah, just um, yeah. 
just excitement about hearing these stories. I know myself about five years ago in my church, we had uh, a previously Muslim lady stand up and give a testimony about the fact, and we actually had to um, turn the live stream, the video off because mm-hmm. she was so concerned that uh, her family or her community may find out about it. She had to actually uh, just make up a story of where she was when she was going to church um, because she was um, she kind of made the um, uh, illusion that she may be in danger uh, if if it came out. Um, but she talked also about the fact that she had had a dream and she was actually told to come to the Adventist church. And so she just arrived uh, on our doorstep one day saying, I've been told in a dream that um, Jesus is, is, the, is the way and to come to this church. Uh, so it was a really um, interesting um, situation to, to be in because I had not experienced that kind of situation. I, 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 I knew that people will more and more towards the end of the time, of time receive visions and, and dreams more so as we get closer to the end. Um, but it was really amazing to see how God is moving. I can remember years ago having a discussion with my father about the, the idea that, you know, there are so many people who are not currently in, um, God's flock, if you like, they're they're His people, but mm. they're not yet have haven't come to the full truth. Uh, and we talked about, gosh, you know, how is that going to happen? You know, it just seems such a, a a big thing. But you see that nothing is impossible with God. You know, when we have receptive spirits and are really open to to accept the truth. Uh, I would say that this lady who who came to have a belief in um, Jesus in the story that that you gave Nick, she had a belief in God and, mm. and she and she was wanting to um, wanting to find the truth. She really wanted the truth, and I really believe that those people who sincerely want the truth, and that sometimes means accepting things. You know, that might not be comfortable, you know. Um, we know as we walk the path that, um, Jesus looks to transform us. And sometimes we're shown things about ourselves and the way we live and we're told, Mm-mm, that's not right, you know. Yes. I want you to do differently. And so it does mean kind of, um, you know, m- making changes often that are not comfortable, and especially in situations where people are within communities where it's frowned upon if they will move away from from you know what is the expected uh, belief system in mm. that community, and it takes courage and strong conviction for people to do that. So that's just amazing, I think, to see God moving and God moving strongly and more powerfully, more and more. Yeah, absolutely right. And Tracy, as you said, uh, yeah, uh, people may have different uh, understanding, but most of the people, you know, uh, will believe in God, particularly in the, these three uh, uh, monotheistic religions like uh, Muslims, you know, like the Jews and the Christians. Uh, but some will have problems, uh, like the Jewish people, they'll have problems with Jesus also. Uh, and Jesus himself said, 
I came to my people and they received me not. Uh, why? Uh, because the Bible speak, speaks about this and spoke in the past, the Messiah, you know, but sometimes it's uncomfortable for us or not popular to accept what the Bible is uh, mm. teaching us. And we need to be careful of that. And uh, we learn today a little bit more about the parable of uh, the leaven. But David, before we we'll let you go, any any other comment uh, you want to finish off with, uh, with this um, part of the program? Yes, I think as you've both highlighted, there is a challenge once the revelation has occurred, once the dreams occurred, or we've heard the message. And fascinatingly, of course, Pontius Pilate wanted to release Jesus because he saw that he was innocent. He'd also received the telegram from a love to say, have nothing to do with that innocent man. Mm-hmm. But when he tried to let them go, the Jewish people said, if you let this man go, you are no friend of Caesar. Yeah. And at that point, the political forces just prevailed upon him against his conscience. Mm. He knew it was, he knew it was injustice, but nevertheless, God used that to work out his own plan of justice to bring. Yes. So the indeed. challenge for all of us is, is that as we receive a dream or a revelation or just hear the gospel message, uh, are we prepared to give up everything in order to follow the Lord and respond to his offer of salvation? Yes, thank you so much. Thank you, David. Uh, this was David Delima from Family Voice Australia. And uh, my dear friend listening today, please pray for, uh, as Tracy mentioned a bit earlier, for, uh, you know, what David is doing, because uh, uh, indeed standing up for some of these difficult uh, uh, aspects of, uh, you know, uh, um, Christian life and a family in particular. David, thanks again. God bless you. Thank you, Nick. Well, uh, we are going to take a little break here, and my dear friend, uh, just be ready now because I'm going to come with the offer which we have uh, prepared for you. Just a plug here, and we'll be back in a moment. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And this is uh, Faith FM, uh, Drive Time Big Q&A with Nick Rita. We just have uh, with us over the phone David Lima from uh, Family West Australia, but with us in the studio is also Tracy Papandreou. And uh, we are going to uh, continue this program uh, talking about um, the parable of um, uh, about a radical change. We are going to talk about the 11. But uh, before that, I would like you to um, have this book, my dear friend, in your hands. It's a wonderful book, In Search for God to Love. This is a book by uh, Chris Blake, and uh, you need to send us a text message with the code SA122 to receive this book. The reason I'm mentioning and I'm emphasizing on this SA122, because the other day, uh, and my dear friend uh, uh, Darren, uh, if you listen today, you put there only 2-2. Now, you may not receive this book in case if you are in you intended to um, to receive this book, but probably even by mistake or uh, you didn't quite pick it up. But yeah, the code for today is SA122. And you receive this book, Searching for uh, God to Love. And yeah, Darren, you can send us another text again and uh, put the right uh, code and you will have the book. 
All right. Well, uh, time is going uh, fast, uh, Tracy. I'm looking at the clock here, and uh, we are almost halfway uh, through to the program. Um, I'm. I believe now we should look at this. Um, um, you know, uh, topic which we have for today, um, parable of the uh, the eleven. Now, this is uh, in particular if we want to look in Luke. Chapter 13, uh, verses 20 to 21. And I just to read um, a little bit, he says, uh, and again, he said, uh, to shall, uh, to what shall I uh, link uh, the kingdom of God? It is to like, shall I liken the liken, kingdom of God. Yeah, yes. My always, uh, um, you know, uh, we just clarify, the clarify that. Yes. yes. I believe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you, Tracy. Thank you. Um, it is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal, till it was all leavened. Now, maybe we should explain first uh, what we mean by leaven. As it is not uh, really a, a word very used these days. Myself, I'm a little bit more familiar with that because I grew up in a... Uh, the countryside, uh, the farmer, we used to make the bread every week uh, mm-hmm. and uh, use a lot the leaven there. I understand a little bit more about that. But yeah, what's your uh, explanation, uh, Tracy? So a lot of the time, probably what would be more familiar if we use the term sourdough these days. Um, the def- definition, though, is it's a substance and it's typically yeast that's used in a dough to make it rise. Um it's also interesting that one of the definitions from the dictionary is a pervasive influence that modifies something or transforms it for the better. And I believe that that's, um, the, the application side of things that, um, it, which is why Christ has, has used this in this particular parable. Um, the, the key is with regards to this parable is when you look at the application, you only need a very small amount of fermented dough or leaven to make new dough rise. I think about, um, when I was living in Italy, one of my teachers, he used to, um, have what they called, um, uh, la madre pasta, which was mm-hmm. a starter pasta. And he used to make his own dough and all of this kind of, kind of thing. Um, but some people get a little bit confused about this, um, uh, parable because it's true that in the Bible, often, um, leaven is used uh, and fermentation to represent sin. There are a number of aspects of that in the, in the Bible, but, um, we can see that it's used in a positive application here because, um, of the context, uh, directly before, uh, Jesus is talking about the parable of the mustard seed. Uh, he, he gives that as an example of to what shall I liken the kingdom of God. And again, he talks about a small thing which becomes big under the influence of God and uh, him working on that that uh, particular um, object. So, so that's what I think, you know, um, I talked about, you asked me about leaven and, and, and what it is, uh, and just beginning to talk about, um, why Christ may have used leaven in this parable. 
Yes, and just before even we go um, a bit further, uh, when you mentioned that, uh, um, you know, uh, these days we may think about uh, the East, uh, for example, which people use more often. Interesting that when you talk about the leaven or the dough, that's part of something which was taken from something else uh, before. Yes. This is significant, actually, because as we are going to talk about, because you cannot just take something out of uh, nothing. It needs to be part of that to be able, and then uh, it's kept there, fermented, you know, and uh, uh, you'll put it into these three measures of uh, flour, whatever it is, and that flour, which is perfectly uh, um, how to say that um, safe to be stored I mean not to go off and things like that but if you add this it will turn into uh, a dough it, that's interesting the thing and the this parable of the leaven Jesus speaks from two point of view in this case today we are talking about uh, the kingdom of God but also uh, there is a in the Bible you may remember that when uh, uh, we are advised not to uh, you know, to take the teachings of the Pharisees or the other things, which is like a, a leaven, which makes it, you know, th- that false teaching can grow and become a, a deception. Yeah, in either application, there is the fact that there is this pervasiveness and a small amount taken in can actually make a big difference whether that be for the negative or the positive. Mm. But in this particular situation, we're looking at the leaven in the, in, uh, and, and it likening it to the kingdom of God. But yes, you're right. That's what I was referring to earlier. There are many places in the Bible where it talks about leaven in a, in a negative mm. way. Mm. Well, uh, okay. Then, uh, what's Jesus trying to, to say here? You know, what aspect of the kingdom of God is he trying to highlight, Tracy? I think he's trying to highlight that, um, how do I say this? That this is, 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 I believe that he is using the leaven as a representation for the Holy Spirit taken into the life of the person. Mm. And once that takes place, Transformation takes place in the person. And there's a word, a theological word that we like to, to use to talk about this called sanctification. Mm-hmm. And this is how a person's life is changed over time. Sometimes with some people, there are big changes very quickly under the influence of the Holy Spirit. The majority of people that sanctifi- sanctification is a journey which, which takes a while. Um, it's interesting that the object in this parable is the the dough, it's the flour and water, and then the sourdough, the leaven, is actually put into it to make that transformation because otherwise you'd have flour and water dough just sitting there, mm. not doing anything. Mm. It's the leaven that makes a difference. But the flour and the dough, they don't contribute anything to this transformation process, they just, the, the, I'm saying they, mm-hmm. <laughs> these objects 
when they come together, flour and water, they're a dough already. They're sitting, sitting there. Uh, nothing happens. Nothing happens unless there is that leaven process. Um, I would say it's very interesting that usually, uh, there has to be a particular environment as well mm-hmm. for that transformation, the, the, the leaven to make the dough rise properly. Mm-hmm. Usually you've got to have the right temperature, yes, yes. that kind of thing. So I think even that is part of this whole parable. We have to ensure that the um, atmosphere within which the Holy Spirit is to work with in us has a place. Mm. So um, as much as we don't actually do anything with the Holy Spirit making those changes within it, I think we have to be receptive to the Holy Spirit. You know, if that if that leaven didn't get into the dough, mm. there would be no opportunity for there to be that rising, that, that change to take place. So I think um, when we look at the fact that, you know, in dough rising, there's got to be the right temperatures, there's mm-hmm. got to be the right um, environment, I think we need to think about how can we create an environment which allows our spirit to be more receptive to the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit wants to do in us. Yeah, that's uh, that's so interesting. Um, uh, yes, uh, Tracy, uh, how you look at that, uh, and we can draw a lot of lessons actually from this uh, parable. Uh, one which I was also thinking is that uh, you know that little uh, portion of the uh, the leaven placed in those three measures which I know when we used to make bread we used to make a big you know uh, we, we were a big family and lots of uh, workers at the farm you know and it was volume you wouldn't even notice when you put that one in there but what power has this mm. to change and to transform something which is bigger. And I, I look for, from this point of view also that the kingdom of God, which Jesus is trying to say is that, you know, we need to speak about that a little bit here, a little bit there. You know, you, you can't expect just all of a sudden to tell everything like that. But that little thing which you can put it in nicely at the right time, in the right place, under the right condition, as you just pointed out, all these things, it could make such a big difference. Well, it's the Holy Spirit doing the work. Yes. So, yes. But, but intentionality, you know, we to do that thing. I think we can draw many lessons, as mm. I, as mm. I said here. But mm. look, let's, um, let's move on and uh, then I will come back to, uh, to a little break uh, again. But then, um, I just want, yeah. So the kingdom of God is about transformation. Because Jesus says, um, it is like what happened when Laban is hid within the door. Mm. Uh, we get changed. And that's mm. exactly what happened there. I mean, this is the point where we like to, um, to really look at, you know, transformation. Mm-hmm. How would you apply this? I mean, mm. uh, as, um, you know, ladies, they are more into cooking, not only, but, uh, you know, uh, and they can see some, uh, benefits or results about that would you like to to take us a bit further on this so if we take the 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 parable and we give it a um a um 
a today application in our lives, just as with the dough, the Holy Spirit within our lives, when we are receptive to the Holy Spirit, receptive to the role of the Holy Spirit, mm. Holy Spirit is brought to bring us truth and reveal truth to us and to bring us, uh, to bring those changes about in us. Just as with the dough, the Holy Spirit within our lives will impact us greatly. It looks to me, it looks, as far as I see it, 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 it is, it, it, its application in our lives is things like we begin to like or be interested in the things of God and activities of which he would approve. You know, if I kind of think, so I'm, let's just say, I'm about 25 years born again and some of the things that I used to really like to do, they don't interest me at all anymore. And some of the things that I just used to think, oh, how can people kind of spend their time doing that? You know, I really enjoy. We begin to dislike things which would draw us away from God and distract us from the things he wants us to focus on. Also, too, our conversation will be different. I know now when I hear somebody use uh, God's name or the name of Jesus as a curse name, it's, it's just like, it, it makes my blood run cold where I, I wouldn't even, wasn't even on my horizon years ago. And, you know, um, maybe coarse jokes that people would, would tell. Um, which I might have a chuckle about years ago. You know, that's kind of like it just lands really flat for me and I'm uncomfortable. I, I think we'll become more conscious of our sin too. I think that's the big thing. And we'll sincerely desire to no longer do those things. But I'd like to make the distinction. I believe that the Holy Spirit brings conviction. The devil brings condemnation. Mm. So there's a big distinction in those two things. One brings a sense of hope, falling on the Lord, falling on his methods for for us to be changed, and the other brings a sense of hopelessness. So um, conviction is a very positive thing. Wonderful. Well, let's take a short break here just now and uh, we'll come back. My dear friend, uh, after the song, we'll come with that offer which we have prepared for you. A wonderful book. Please stay tuned. And this is a song uh, by the Mills Brothers, Bringing in the Sheaves. Sowing in the morning, sowing seeds of kindness, sowing in the noontime and the dewy, waiting for the harvest and the time of reaping, we shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves, we shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves. Bringing in the sheaves, we shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves. Going forth for weeping, sowing for the master, though the loss sustained, our spirit often grieves. When our weeping's over, he will bid us welcome, we shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves. We shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheep. 
shall come rejoicing, bringing in the cheese, bringing in the cheese, bringing in the Yes, welcome back to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with Nick Rita and uh, Tracy Papandreou. Uh, we are uh, talking about today uh, the parables of uh, Jesus Christ. And in particular, we are looking at uh, uh, the parable of uh, uh, Levin. And uh, my dear friend, if you want to make a comment, uh, be part of this program, you know that uh, you can send a text message to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one with a question or uh, just a simple thought or maybe a prayer request. Please share with us on this number. Again, you can send us a text message with the code SA122 to receive our offer for today. And uh, please uh, send that uh, message to us. Well, uh, time is going uh, fast, uh, Tracy, and uh, I'd like to just maybe uh, look at a couple of more things um, while uh, yeah, time permits. Um, so, um, do we have a role to play in uh, in the development or in our development, in, in our, our relationship with God? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I really think we do. Um, I talked about the fact that the that the dough um, has to be it has to receive the leaven, and so we too must receive the Holy Spirit and be receptive to what the Holy Spirit wants to do in us. We can't change ourselves. It's got to be the Holy Spirit to change us because um, the changes for them to be permanent, for them to be real, for them to be Holy Spirit empowered need to come from the inside out. You trying to just, you know, I think I've said this before, grit your teeth and be a good Christian is just going to uh, lead to uh, an unhappy life and uh, an unfulfilling um, relationship, Christian walk. Um, so some of the things I would suggest is you need to allow room for the Holy Spirit to do his work in you. Uh, and that means putting aside time uh, for the Holy Spirit to be able to speak to you. I think the enemy does a, a, a big job of keeping us very, very busy these days, very, very distracted on devices, in the media, all of that kind of thing, that we don't really have that downtime for the Holy Spirit to speak to us until... Um, you know, we get really quiet. We've got we've got to put time aside. We need to spend time in the Word because it's often the Holy Spirit will use the Word to actually speak to us about changes that need to be made in our lives. We also need time in prayer. Um, I, I sometimes think about the fact that maybe people want these changes, but they're kind of not in the place where they're really... Um, motivated enough to put time aside daily to be spending time with God. Start praying about it. Start praying. God, I want to do this, but I'm really not motivated enough. My flesh is still, is still leading on this. Please make this change in me. Um, don't put obstacles in the way of the spirit growing us. I think those things are really important. You know, the temperature needed to be right for that leavening to to make the difference in the dough. And I believe that we need to create conditions where the Holy Spirit can really work powerfully in our lives. 
Oh, okay. Um, what about if a person says, uh, but I want the Holy Spirit in me? I'm not sure I have it. How do I uh, get it? Well, Jesus talked about the Holy Spirit um, and how it moves in his discussion with Nicodemus. Nicodemus came to him in the middle of the night because he was a bit afraid to be seen asking these questions in daytime. So he was half there, but, you know, his flesh was still leading as well. And Jesus told him that you must be born of both water and the Spirit to enter the kingdom of God. And he went on to say in John 3, 8, The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from or where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. So, you know, it's not something that we can see. It's not something that we fully understand. Um you know exactly what how how what brings the holy spirit you know what is the point that the holy spirit enters into our lives but we do know that there are things that we can do to uh, create an environment which will be conducive to that um we know that faith is a big thing uh, in John 3.17, it says, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Mm. So I believe that our responsibility is to make time for the word, to make time for uh, us to actually be dwelling on the word so that our faith can be strengthened through that word. We're told that hearing of the word, reading of the word, if you like, is how our faith will be strengthened. Oh, that's uh, I, I believe this uh, already paints that picture, you know, about the leaven which is hidden mm. uh, in those three measures of uh, um, wheat, uh, because uh, you cannot see it, no. but you see the results yes. of it. Yes. And then again, uh, you have faith that when you have that bread, beautiful sourdough bread, oh, that was uh, made with that. Uh, um, Think, you know, and that's uh, what you, you're saying here, uh, that we need to search the word of God. Uh, certain things we may not uh, be able to just see it, you mm-hmm. know, obviously like that. I mean, you know, uh, early in the program, we, um, we learn about a story when a Muslim woman, you know, she wants her to see Jesus. She wants to see God. I mean, you know, mm. she, yeah, reveal yourself to me, you know, mm-hmm. and she had a sincere heart. Yes. And, but my friend uh, today, I like to emphasize again that um, the word of God, it's, it's like a, a, a candle, you know, a light on the path towards God, towards Jesus. And we need to know the word of God. And uh, I'll really like you to have this uh, wonderful book, uh, Searching for God to Love, the one uh, you always wanted is really there and this is a book by Chris Blake and searching for God to love it's a very much uh, anticipated uh, sharing book for those uh, close to you uh, who may have drifted from God or simply have never found God um, that they could love uh, do you have questions uh, do you have doubts uh, have you been hurt are you aching for something more? Great. You qualify to take the journey this life-changing book defines. Please send us a text message right now with the code SA122 to the number 
Tracy, we are coming to uh, close uh, for our program today, but I wonder if we could maybe in the next two, three minutes uh, to bring a little bit of a, a summary um, and maybe some final thoughts in regard to this parable which we approach today, uh, the parable of the eleven. Yeah, I've got a few points, and then I'd just like to li- read out um, a paragraph from uh, a book that deals with um, this issue. Uh, so I think um important to remember, we don't have to concentrate on being a good Christian. Instead, we need to concentrate on our relationship with God. The Holy Spirit will do the work for us. Don't try to transform yourself. Get to know God and let Him transform you. That's the only way you'll succeed in living the Christian life. Don't be an obstacle to the Spirit doing the transformative work He wants to do in you. And if you feel yourself resisting certain things that you think the Spirit is trying to make changes in you, pray about that and say, you know, God, my flesh is leading here, but I don't want it to. Please help me to make those changes. And so here I'd like to finish off by reading a paragraph from a book um, written by Ellen G. White called Christ's Object Lessons, where um, she focuses on this parable. And the summary, uh, the final paragraph in, in that uh, chapter says, The leaven of truth works a change in the whole man, making the coarse refined, the rough gentle, the selfish generous. By it, the impure are cleansed, washed in the blood of the Lamb. Through its life-giving power, it brings all that there is of mind and soul and strength into harmony with the divine life. Man, with his human nature, becomes a partaker of divinity. Christ is honoured in excellence and perfection of character. As these changes are affected, angels break forth in rapturous song, and God and Christ rejoice over souls fashioned after the divine similitude. What a great hope we have there. Beautiful. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Tracy, for uh, sharing with us today on this uh, uh, parable. We are going to continue uh, even next week um, about the radical teachings uh, of Jesus Christ through the parables. And um, uh, my dear friend, uh, we're inviting you to be part of that again uh, next uh, week. Uh, we are um, going to look at uh, the first, uh, um, the parable of the consumer. Uh, and I believe that will be very interesting. But uh, until then, may God uh, richly bless you and um, have a wonderful walk in the footsteps of Jesus. I always like to to mention that. And I'm leaving you now with, with a, a beautiful uh, song by uh, Jimmy Dean. God bless you. I didn't have time in my hurry today to smile at the folks I met. And I failed to kiss someone as I rushed away and I caused her to worry and fret. I didn't have time to say, how are you? Or note that the weather was fine. Tomorrow, I planned on doing these things, but today, I I just didn't have time. I didn't have time to stop with a friend who needed the help I could bring, and I didn't have time, not a moment to spend, where loneliness had left its sting. Didn't have time to visit the sick or give an old panhandler a dime, and I'll wait till tomorrow or maybe next week, but today, I just don't have time. 
didn't have time for upbuilding thoughts, not even a moment of prayer. I feel my whole life is gone for naught. And now it's too late to care. But as I walk down life's final mile, and I stand in God's receiving line, I somehow wonder if he just might close the gate and say, uh, Remember, you didn't have time. <laughs>